Hi, welcome to the Penis Project podcast. This is the place to come to find out everything you've always wanted to know about men's health but were too embarrassed to ask. Join physiotherapist Dr. Joe Milios and sexologist nurse practitioner Melissa Hadley Barrett as they talk to real men and the experts about men's private parts. Have a burning question you really want to know the answer to? Please subscribe to our website at thepenisproject.org and ask us. The more time I've got for you. There's too much talking, texting, tweeting, posting. Too much noise altogether. In silence is strength and peace and space. Imagine silence forever. The Penis Project podcast is proudly supported and sponsored by Prost, Exercise for Prostate Cancer Incorporated, a not-for-profit charity set up in 2012 by myself. If you want to know any more information about Prost, including our online service now available, please just go to prost.com.au. Prost means cheers to your health. So, Prost to you. Where I want to call my home. So hello Penis Project podcasters, welcome to this week's episode. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to Naomi. Naomi and I have known each other for about three years now. I first met her when she came into a clinic that I work in um, with prostate cancer and she wasn't Naomi then, she was a, a, a more masculine name at that time and over the last three years she's had some really amazing changes and she is now a very beautiful trans woman and we're going to talk to her today. I've um, got some very interesting questions to ask. She's going to be really open with us. Now, it's her aim in the future to be an ambassador for other prostate cancer trans people because it's probably something that most of you haven't thought about before. But, you know, if you have a prostate but you actually identify as a woman, then you still need to have these medical checks, just the same if you are identify as a man and you actually have a cervix, you still need to have regular pap smears. So, you know, I imagine this is quite a confronting issue for trans people and I think it's really interesting for us to talk to her about that and um, explore how all of these things work and what it's like to be a trans woman in today's society. So welcome, Naomi. Hi, Melissa. Thank you. Um, Yeah, thank you for asking me to be part of your interview. It's very exciting. I'm so excited to have you here. So do you want me to start off by asking you some questions to get us going? Yeah. So when did you first know that you really felt like you were more feminine, that you wanted to be trans? When I was nine, um, and that's when I first started trying to understand who I am. Okay. So, you know, I was wearing my mum's and sister's clothes, I was in full face makeup because it just felt natural of who I was. Um, yeah, and it wasn't until, you know, in 79, sorry, 1979, there was nothing around mm-hmm. about transgender, who, well, what we referred to back then was... So you were born in 1970, people. weren't you? 1970. Yeah. Correct. So here I am in, you know, 79, kind of like, oh, what's going on? Didn't know anything, and there was nothing there, and I was too afraid to to ask anything. I remember in year, um, I think it was in year seven, so I was 12, and one of the relief teachers, um, I remember this so vividly, uh, there was a group of us, 
and one of the people asked, oh, why are your arms so bent? What have they got that bend in them? Oh. And she put her arms by her side and she explained that, oh, it's from standing attention to attention uh, when you're lining up and over the period of time, as her hips have grown, her arms have formed against it. So hence, that's why she had the curve. And as soon as she said, because I've got hips, I went, I want hips too. Really? And how yeah. old were you then? I was 12. And you still remember that? I still remember that. And um, so as a child, like when you started dressing up in your mum and your sister's clothes, yeah. did they know or did you, was it something no. you did clandestine? Yeah. No, they didn't know. I kept that. That was a total secret. Mum did find me one time and this was when I was, I was about to transition. So I was 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <clears throat> excuse me, so she, she found me and then she said, your father's not going to like this. <laughs> and I screamed back, at, screamed back at her, I don't fucking care, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. But I screamed that out of my heart, not out of my mouth. Oh, so you didn't actually say it? I didn't actually say it. I then locked myself deeper in my closet. Yeah. And then led my life of lies mm. until... So, until recently? Until three years ago when I I suffered a stroke in 2018. Mm-hmm. And I, yep, decided to, well, to be... Brutally honest with myself. Yeah. And yeah, and I just did not care. I just yeah. So. So was that stroke like a brush with death? So you just it so it was like the impetus it that was. you made you think I want to live my life yeah. how I feel. It, it was because I you know I had my had my prostate removed when I was forty seven. Yeah, because I remember you were really young when yeah. I first met you. So. Um, okay. Um, and so my urologist um, you know, informed me that after um, having my um, uh, PSA levels go go up, um, but after having my biopsy, and he came back saying my Grayson scales were uh, on both sides of a prostate, so prostates considered in two halves, and so Tom said, no, you've got cancer in both sides, mm-hmm. and... They're highly aggressive. Yeah. All we can do is get them out. Yeah, which like, is what you chose. Which is what yeah. we chose. And it's kind of like, yep, no worries, Tom. <laughs> what I've got to do. So he uh, put me on you know, weight loss uh, to prep myself for the surgery. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so and then at the age of 47, I lost my... Um, Ability to be able to uh, bear children anymore. Yeah, that's right. And with um, so because at that stage you still hadn't transitioned, had I you? St- I hadn't transitioned. I was I was still dealing with it. Yeah. I was still coming to terms with it. Yeah. Um, I didn't tell Tom because it was I was ashamed. 
Yeah, which is so sad, sad. isn't it, to think you're ashamed? And I think we can we segue here to how I figured out what was going on with you. Yeah, that was so funny. It was very funny. So So for the listeners who are listening, when I first met Naomi, um, she obviously was had a um, a gentleman's name, and she was sitting opposite the desk, and she had a phone that was bedazzled and a bit sparkly, and a very feminine-looking purse with her, and I said oh, um, is your partner coming? And she said, oh, yes, she's parking the car. And um, I thought, anyway, the whole consult went by and your partner, who I think you told me was called Sharon. No, no. What did you tell me their partner was called? (laughs) No, no, no. My partner at that particular time um, was Kirsty. 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 And I remember thinking, oh, and that's interesting. Yeah. And she never came. She never came and it's kind of like, and we will leave, I was leaving and you went, oh, what about the purse? <laughs> and it's kind of like, and I said, um, it's mine, I'm transgender. And you grabbed me by the arm <laughs> and you led me back to the desk <laughs> and we sat and we just like natted and natted and natted. And it was just like so great. Yeah, and, it was and, yeah. excellent. And I think though, if I remember correctly, I had two appointments with you and it was the second appointment yep. when you told me you were trans because yep. the first one I actually wrote a little note in my notes Something weird with person phone. And then the next time when you came back with the person phone, yeah. I was determined to, <laughs> to get to, to the get bottom to the of bottom that. Of it. It was kind yeah. Of like, yeah. And so I was just like, yeah, hey. I'm trying. And then we didn't see each other until you sent the email saying about you doing the podcast. And, yeah. And, that. and I went, hey, remember me? And um, yeah, we met up. Two weeks ago, and yeah. just kind of like, yeah, yeah, and it was so great. And yeah. then you asked me to to, to come on yeah, this. Come so on yeah, because I think it's such an interesting story because I just think it, there must be so many people in your situation, and not only that, yeah. I think also there's so many people that <clears throat> aren't transgender, and we just don't understand. And so to hear we, it from someone who is, which is so great, it's a bit like that TV show. You can't ask that. So nice to yeah. be able to ask that. Yeah. 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 And and that's what it is because I really appreciate what you are trying to achieve. Yourself and Dr. Joe mm. are trying to achieve for the listeners to understand who a transgender person is. Yeah, I think that's so important because people so don't. important because you know with the recent comments, disgusting comments, uneducated comments of our new year or the city of Perth's newly elected Lord Mayor Basil Zamplers of what he what came out and said online, or on air, sorry, is this absolutely disgusting. He actually, because it hasn't been covered via the media, he actually got his ass reamed over that by the LBGTQI plus community. So just explain to me, so for someone like you, when they hear comments like that, how does that make you feel? Yeah, it makes you upset. It makes you want to throttle the person because it is being you. You were um, oh god, what is a word that slips me at the moment? So you spoke of like feeling ashamed earlier. I was and feeling do you ashamed. Still feel, of it? Yeah. No, I don't feel ashamed. I don't mm-hmm. feel ashamed because of I. Um, came out and I, I, I admitted my truth. So yeah, okay. okay, so the fact the fact is, I'll go back a few few years. So if you're familiar with 
the mental health clinic, Perth, Perth, Perth clinic. clinic. Yes. Okay. Well, I spent two weeks in there. Three of those nights was under suicide watch. Mm-hmm. Okay. In whilst in there, I didn't speak about my true inner self because we had lost myself and uh, my ex de facto. We'd lost our daughter. Mm. Okay. And I didn't speak about who I was. I was speaking about what was affecting me at that, at that time. time. Um, and that was the loss of Caitlin. Mm. Okay, so speaking about that. But anyway, once I, when I had the stroke and a transgender woman um, handed me a documentation with a list of from Transfolk of WA, of all different medical professionals. And I was reading on that list of all the names, and I read my GP's name. Mm. And you'd never spoken to your I'd GP about I'd never spoken it. to her about this. Mm. But, okay, the thing was, is the medical clinic that I was seeing her at, they split, okay? So um, my GP went to... The northern suburbs, I live in the sub- southern suburbs, and it's kind of, oh, okay, I've got to go find no one. So when um, t- handed me this and I read read name, I was like, oh, my God, I had the, the connection all the time. Mm. Adele has been looking after transgender health for over 40 years. So did you go back and speak to her? I went back. <laughs> I made the appointment. Um, went back, sat, and she goes, oh, and I went, hey, Adele, you remember how you sent me to Perth Clinic? Yeah. She's like, yeah. I said, yeah, I wasn't actually true and honest. And I went, I'm transgender. And it wasn't until later, a little bit later on, I found out that she'd actually been looking after transgender health for 40 years. So since you have, like, been open and honest and come out, mm-hmm. do you does your mental health feel better? As soon as I said that, okay, so I was suffering depression yeah. at that particular time. As soon as I admitted, I was cured. Yeah. Yeah. It's just gone. Everything is just gone. Yeah. I, think, I mean, I don't know if this is simplifying the issue, but for people who are, you know, born to the gender that they identify with, to me it sounds almost like if I had to live some kind of a lie. It is. If I had to pretend I was yes. somebody I wasn't. You know, yes. if I was in, like, criminal like yes, watch or something definitely 100%. and that's and i imagine that would be really depressing it's, yes it was mm. it was kind of like you know there were those those factors there but you know okay i mentioned i i was in there under suicide watch so mm. i was really at rock bottom mm. and you know i as soon as i mentioned i i admitted my truth within myself first and then I admitted it to Adele. Yep, I was just cured. Feel better. It, yeah. I just, it, it, I'm done. And just to look at you, you <clears> look <throat> so much happier in yeah. your face. You always look so stressed before. No, thank you. And now you don't. So that brings me to you mm-hmm. work in a really traditionally masculine role. Yes, I do. And um, you don't have to obviously say that. And um, but what? How has that gone? Have you actually came out at work, or what's been going on with that okay, area? Right. This is this is actually very interesting. So. Um, I'm, yes, I'm yet to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, we've worked, but the fact is, 
I know, I know this for a fact, the founder of Transfocal WA yeah. actually transitioned as an apprentice at the same company. Excellent. And is that person still working in that no, company? No, that person stayed there for twelve, for, for ten, about ten years. Oh, and was so accepted. Did their, did their apprenticeship? Wonderful. So transitioned as a as an apprentice. Yeah. Um, um, actually, female to male. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he stayed on there, went into finished his time, went into other roles, mm-hmm. um, and developed. Um, Transfaker WA, and yeah, left, and so yeah. so that should make you so feel like that that's because easier. knowing that the business has or would have had or does have the systems in place mm. for managing that and managing yeah. the acceptance and that, so that's not my issue. My issue is the department which I work in. Okay, okay so the department I work in because. I've heard them during conversations within the crib room and mm-hmm. and all that <coughs> that they are actually knuckle draggers. Oh. Yeah. So you know they they speak about transgender women when they have the the opera the operation. I say it, snip snip. <laughs> um, they then have formed a cavity. Oh, so it's their lack of knowledge of their these people. Their lack of knowledge, their mm. lack of knowledge and understanding or just not wanting to accept. Yes. You know. Um, and So it's more you're worried about the peers rather than management. The peers. I'm not worried about the management. It's the peers that I, I yeah. associate work with mm. because I've, I've heard them speaking you know, I, it's kind of like, in that, oh, God, I don't feel safe. So yes. I don't feel safe about that. Um, I do have a good connection, but so one of the really good supervisors um, has sent me a friend request on Facebook of my soon-to-become ex- ex- extinct name. Extinct right. came from... Extinct name is what you've also heard you refer to it as your dead name. Dead name. So for for listeners, your dead name or your extinct name is the name yeah. you were when you were in the gender that you were born with, but yeah. you don't identify. You don't with. identify with. And so I was, I was talking to my sister-in-law about this, and she's like, "Dead name? What's dead name?" She couldn't, and she's an RN, so she's an intelligent woman, and I went, "Oh," and she went, and she said, "Extinct," and I went. Yep, I like that. It's an extinct name. Yes. It never existed. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just lost my track of thought before. I was going so well. You were doing, you are doing really very well. well. It's a big conversation. So, yeah, so that's your, your other name will be gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and so, yeah, this supervisor um, had sent me a friend request. Now, what I commonly doing what I suppose what a lot of other people may probably do is I stalk who their friends are. Ah. Right? So I'm sure we've all done <laughs> we've that. We've all done that. Now and he has other people on there or I work with who I don't really like. Yeah. Um and I've spoken to him, I said, Why are you friends with that person? Anyway. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, um scrolling through there. 
and I see the name of Nick, who is the founder ah. of Transfolk WA. So in that case, you're so figuring he that... has, yeah, so, so... Putting two so and two together. Joe is an... I can get rid of that. Um, he's an ally. Yes, in your workplace. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, so I have that thing. So I have requested to have a very um, in-depth discussion with with this person. Um, so yeah, because so I'd really hope that when you do go back to work and you and you do this, that yeah. you get accepted well. And I mean, I do think it must be you must have noticed during your lifetime that there's a massive change between how people accept trans folk in the past to now. Yeah, there is. I know it's got been, a long way to go. It's got a long way to go. Um, I was actually having a discussion with a a, a lady who. Um, had gotten a new role and was actually going to be looking as an um, PA for four managers, mm-hmm. um, actually within BHP. And uh, so we were chatting about that. And because she has a HR background, um, she was actually she actually said it's going to take, they reckon it's going to take up to 200 years to get this mindset of people within the general community out of, out of the mm, system. Yeah. You know, so we can, because people are still going to, because it reminds me, oh, it's one of the questions that um, you most probably ask. That's okay, go into yeah. it now. Um, about have I received any discrimination? Yes, have you? Yeah. It is one of the questions yeah. I want to ask. Yeah. So, okay, so I recently had a colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. Okay, was that one of the, Perth's major uh, hospitals in Subiaco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Now, wait a minute, Naomi. Everyone listening is at the moment going to be wonder whether you've, as you just said, Rispor, had the snip or had any <laughs> surgery and they're going okay. to be thinking about how is this going to go for How's the nurses and the doctors seeing yeah. a woman because you yeah. look very much like a, a middle-aged woman. Yeah. Actually, you look younger than middle-aged. <laughs> this is what happens. Um <laughs> And then you will have got there and there you may or may not have your um, masculine bits. part bits. Yep. So no. my understanding is you still have them. I still have my bits. Yes. I still have my bits. Okay. okay. I haven't had any surgery yet. yet. I have. Yeah. I am planning to have my surgery. So we'll get back into that we'll after. So later. now talk about your colonoscopy okay, then. Okay, so colonoscopy. So, okay, with my my GP, so I asked Adele, I want nothing but um, the best medical staff, yeah. okay, professionals, and within LBGT. Yes. Okay, acceptance. So, yeah, she put me onto this uh, surgeon and I said to him, yep, I'm trans. Oh, great. Okay. When I went to uh, check in at the hospital or be admitted, um, the admin staff went, um, she was upset. She goes, I'm so sorry. I'm, I have to admit you under your legal name. Mm. And I went, that's okay. I understand. I know. I, you know, it's part of it. Now, I was, well, I don't own any male clothes. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're, they're actually in a pile in my spare bedroom. <laughs> they're on the floor. 
Um, and to donate them. To donate them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're for donation for any trans guys. Um, now, so I have, I have my feminine clothes, but I also have female gender neutral clothes. Yeah. So I was wearing my, um, my gender neutral clothes, but I still had on uh, a dusky pink um, fake leather jacket and scarf and all that type of stuff. No makeup, nothing. Yep. Um, my hair was starting to grow long. Um, so, yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was presenting as myself. Yeah. Because I wanted to build up my, um, uh, what is it, B- build up my courage. Or Maybe your resilience. I mean, resilience. Mm. I wanted to build up my resilience of being out in daylight, being, you know. Yeah. Because I have to, because, you know, um, I know people, the general community, general public, are not accepting of us. Yes. All right, so I have to build up that thick skin. Yeah, and I think a lot of this is ignorance, which it, hopefully yes. we're going to break down, you know. And so... So yep. it seems to me that this receptionist that you met when you went to the hospital was great, really. She, was she great. handled it wonderfully. She was handled yeah. it wonderfully. Yeah. So checked in, yep. Nurse came, my nurse came, got me. We had such a great conversation. We're actually talking about boob jobs and all that type of stuff. <laughs> um, and yeah, she was, she was fantastic. The surgeon came and saw me, awesome. And these physicists came and saw me, she was awesome. Uh, all of her staff were awesome, and okay. So because I'd caught an Uber on that on that day, and I was informed that I wasn't allowed to drive afterwards, yes. which is fine because anesthesia or anesthetic. Um, and <clears throat> anyway, so waiting for the Uber. Anyway, so um, the I had to. Uh, Because I'm picturing it in my head. Um, it's okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I was waiting for you know the Uber to turn up, and I had to be escorted downstairs. Anyway, so. And I was, as I was leaving, a nurse who I had nothing to do with all day. Now on my file. The admin staff, she'd put um, in big black letters about an inch and a half high in the section preferred name. Yeah. And she'd put Naomi. Mm-hmm. Now, this person had nothing to do with me all day. Wasn't her patient, mm-hmm. nothing. Upon when I was leaving, dead named me. Oh. Deliberately dead named me. I turned around, I stupidly turned around and I glared like Julie Bishop glare. <laughs> and I held myself proud and I found my nurse who was, who was still there and I thanked her for, for looking after me and made my way to the waiting elevator with the staff member and... Yeah, we going, went down and we were chatting about our favourite things and, yeah, got into the Uber and went. 
So that was a deliberate mm. attack mentally. Mm. Which is such a Which shame because same. it sounds like you had such an amazing it experience. A, it was. It was such a such an amazing yeah. experience. And so I think that's the really interesting thing that I think the rest of us need to realise is that just being by, by being thoughtless and not making a little bit of effort, yeah, you, can, you could totally change someone's day. You can. You mm. can. It was like, okay, so today at, at work... If you can speak up a bit louder. <laughs> so today at work, I it was a uh, blanket DNA test. Right. Okay. Yeah, so which is fine, no problem. And was told you have to go over this area. Now, over in that area, there's a friend of mine who um, is classified, or she classifies herself as a cross-dresser. Right. Okay. So she's a she or she's a he? She identifies as neither. No, well, she is a male, Mm -hmm. but she's a cross-dresser. Okay. All right, so she, due to her predicament and that she is not within her family environment it's mm. not safe for her her, okay. her family know yeah and that but yeah she's she doesn't she doesn't want to come out come out sure and I, I totally respect yeah. that yeah that's not for and everybody i've yeah <clears throat> so at the um recent swan ball which is mm. a yearly event for um transgender community in perth um so uh, and I, we had a conversation and uh, I said, look, I thoroughly respect the role that you do mm. um, and I won't ever come and um, pester you and, and, and that. Because you work in the same because company. Because I work in the same company. And anyway, but today, because um, I actually already said to her, I said, oh, I've seen your photo and that. <laughs> um, anyway, so today, yep, had to go down to this area and I saw her and I stood stood there and she's looking at me and I'm like, hi. And then it clicked. She, rem- oh, she, she, she recognised, she, she remembered her and she saw yeah. my eyes. She was like, oh, my God, I'm like, hi. <laughs> and so it was... That moment, seeing a friend, a true friend, made my day. Yeah, yeah. Well, someone that, and also somebody, maybe someone who knows who you really somebody are. Somebody who knows who I am. Yeah. And that's what made it so special. So, can I ask for me and also mm-hmm. for the audience, because they're yeah. probably thinking the same thing, yeah. what is the difference between a trans person and a crossdresser? <laughs> okay, so a crossdresser is. A person who dresses as a woman and who respects being a woman, though doesn't consider himself to be transgender. So what it is is that they get a... It's not a it's not a sexual thing. Mm. Actually, some do, which yeah. is which is disgusting. It's kind of yeah. Well, no, we won't go into the, no. the levels of, yeah. of of all that type of. That's just. So, <clears throat> if you're a 
cross-dresser, though. If you're a cross-dresser, mm. you, you, um, you have a respect of, of women. You'll present yourself... Sometimes, isn't it? Sometimes. Not always. Not always. So it's very fashionable. She doesn't go over the top. There's another friend of mine. She's been married for 30 years. She came out to her wife before she got married. Wow. And her wife was accepting. accepting. So my understanding of of cross-dressing, and tell me if I'm wrong, is if you're a cross-dresser, you like to present sometimes as a female gender and sometimes as a male gender. Yeah, yeah. And you you feel comfortable in both. You feel comfortable. It's, It's a... Okay, there was a, a community many years ago mm. within WA or in Perth was called was known as the Chameleon Society. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, so the Chameleon Society is what was involved with in the early days, and that's where, and that was a, a support group for um, what was known then as. Uh, transsexuals or cross-dressers and families and allies. And right. I'd get together and... and talk about and it. And talk about it. And, and it was a support group. But a trans person like yourself, you mm. actually want to identify. You were born yeah. as... A, as you, were la- ident- you were labelled as a male, but you really would like to... You want to be cis-female, oh. cis don't you? Yeah. I, I even remember when I was six... Um, and it was like, oh, what have you got, you know? Yeah. And it was kind of like, I wanted that. Yeah, so you, you know? wanted a vagina, I not a penis. I wanted that, I wanted, yeah. Whereas I, a cross-dresser not, doesn't necessarily no, feel that way. No, they just like dressing no, up. No, they just, yeah, they yeah. just they just like the, the theatre of it. Yeah, okay. They like the theatre Yeah, so it's it. quite different. And so I it's think that's really important as well because it's like saying that someone who's American is... Canadian or vice versa. Yeah. You know, yeah. Americans don't like being told they're Canadian and Canadians definitely, definitely don't like don't being like told, told they're American. American. I imagine yeah. it's the same. If you're a trans person, you don't exactly. want to be, you know, interchanged you with cross-dresser or yeah. vice versa. No, you definitely... Um, everybody starts out as cross-dressing, you know. We we'll... need to do 10 podcasts <laughs> with you, Naomi, so we better move on to the next yeah. questions. Yeah. So... Um, oh, we've covered a lot of that. What yeah. about your family? So I know you said that um, your mum. So how have they, okay. and your parents are both deceased, you've told me. Yes, no, my parents are both deceased, that's correct. So would you have not come out when they were alive? Not with my father. Well, if I still would have had the strike, more than likely I would have. Yeah, okay. You know? Yeah, that was the real turning that was, point That was the turning point. Okay, so as I said, mum found me. She said... Your father went like this, and I locked myself in. Mm. Okay. Dad was very... Okay, he... Yeah, he was the traditional. He was the man's man. Well, he would have been born in the 1940s, wouldn't he? He was, Yeah, so that would have been a very difficult... Yeah. yeah. Okay, so he was physically abused from the age of seven by his stepfather. Yeah. Um, And... To the state that at the age of 16, Dad belted this man up mm. through a glass window when he saw that person hitting 
his favourite stepsister. Yeah. So your dad was a very, obviously a he very. Was, this would have been a difficult. He was. Cross he for him would, to he would have been very, very difficult. Him and I actually were at each other's throats for many years. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was would have been very hard. Okay. Yep. So family in so general. So family, my my brother, and uh, his sister-in-law, um, and. They're two children. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my brother, I, when I had the stroke, and it's a funny story, I had to hand over the keys to my house mm-hmm. so they could look after my dog, feed my dog, mm-hmm. get my dog. Now, my house has got all my stuff in it. Uh, and your brother didn't know before my this? My brother didn't know. My brother didn't know. Wow. Now... He didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. Um, they'd they'd actually cleaned a bit of a place up, mm-hmm. you know, for me, and put stuff away. Mm-hmm. Said nothing. Wow, that's great. Good on them. And oh, when I when they uh, picked me up, well, my nephew picked me up. I got home and that I yeah, basically cried. Um, but when I, I wanted to speak about it and, uh, tried to have the conversation on what would have been mum's 70th birthday and I tried to have it, have the conversation with my brother, you know, I even said, um, you know, led with the question that mum even knew. And that didn't that didn't even twig anything. I'm like, <laughs> give up. He won't know. He won't understand. So, no, recently, yeah, I came out to, to him, and it was the hardest hardest word to say. Transgender was was the hardest word. I was choking on it. Mm-hmm. So my sister in law, she was so as I said, she was an, an R. Well, she's an RN. She's a ward manager at. Um, don't say where, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> she's somewhere. Yes. So, so she um, was accepting. I'm so hoping. So she was accepting. So, and and she and she said, I don't care as long as you haven't killed anybody. Good. And she said, Come on, say it. Good on her. And, yeah. And I'm taking all my words. Go 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 go. And, I'm transgender. And she said, Is see? Isn't that okay? And. Yeah, so when then had the conversation with my brother. I said, "You already knew anyway," and, she, and he said, "Yeah, no, I kind of had the sneaking suspicion and that, but out of respect, he mm. didn't chose not oh, to say yeah. anything." And, and he's been good about it now. He's been yeah. So when I when I you know, and does he call you Naomi? Uh, yeah. Well, he has to. Good. <laughs> because good. it's yeah. Yeah, but it must be hard. It's hard you for know. him to, to. It's hard for him to accept because he's had a. Uh, brother for fifty years. For 50 years, but even that, it's just hard to well, get used to someone's new name. Even, new, exactly, yeah, you know, regardless. Yeah. And I, so I said, I said to him, I said, look, when I told him, I said, yeah, I was dressing when I was nine. He's like, what? I said, yeah, and Mum found me, and he's like, what? And yeah. so, yeah, but it was, it was really, it was really good. It was, it was, Okay, so now we're going to get on to um, my favourite subject, which is sex. Okay. So I'm just going to ask you, 
Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you've obviously had a long-term serious relationship with a woman in the past. Um, um, multiple. Multiple. And I'm. would you describe yourself as um, bisexual, pansexual? What, what are you thinking? Okay. Not that you have to give it a label. No, no. I'm no, just curious. No. Okay, so I... I have had sex with men. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. That reason why I was having sex with males is because I wanted the pleasure of my G spot. Yep. Orgasms. Yes. Okay. Because there's nothing you can beat that than having that inner sensation. Mm-hmm. Orgasmic sensation. And after Losing my G spot, <laughs> your prostate, my prostate. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah. So, I've always been attracted to females. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I think a lot of people would find that interesting yeah. that you that you know you identify as a female, female, but you're attracted to I'm females. Attracted to females. Yeah, okay. And as a thing, so, yeah, I, I've never considered myself gay or bi. Yeah. In that aspect, because I like. Sucking on dick. <laughs> um, no, it's it's the it gave me my sexual pleasure. Yeah, yeah. So sexual know? pleasure is different was, to attractiveness. Was, yeah. yeah. So if you were going to choose a life partner now, do you think that you would be attracted more attracted more likely to be more attracted to a woman or a men or neither or another trans person? <laughs> I haven't really thought about that, honestly. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, so my favourite is a feminine, feminine, mm-hmm. well, yeah, yeah, is a woman, actually. Yeah, okay. Because you know? I think it's really interesting, this whole idea of gender, really. Like, I think yes. life in general has become so much more fluid. And I often hear um, younger people that I talk to, saying, oh, I'm just attracted to the person, the person. not to the gender. Not to the person, And yeah. I think that's really interesting and I wonder if... It's a mental, that's a mental... Um, yeah. You, you're, you're attracted to the, the mental stimulation you receive from that person. Yeah. Whether it's male or female, you don't because, you know, there's pansexual, as you're saying. Oh, there's so many there's names. So many, it's so confusing. Same, you know, be- before there was heterosexual, gay... Bisexual, you know. Um, yeah, now there's... There's kind all, of just a continuum. And I have to wonder whether maybe people have always been like this, but we've just been culture, we the have, way we've been true. socially, you know, tr- made to be one way or that another. That is true. The um, transgender people, I'm going to say transgenderism and, and all that, yeah. but actually... What is it is termed as the third sex mm. that has been around for generations, mm. for centuries. You know, people say, "Oh, but it's so common." No, it's because of social media and all that type of yeah, stuff. That's what it. has brought it out. It's always been there. It's always been there. I think as well. Like, I wonder whether or not we've just kind of brushed it under the carpet and probably in part times gone past there was lots of people going around dressed as different genders but we didn't know about it and I think also it's really important to differentiate the difference between the gender that you identify with and your sexuality 
yeah. because they're actually two completely two different, different things, completely things, you know. But I think they get confused a lot. Yeah, that, you know, it is. If, so if you so why I know that a question I've often asked is so why if a man actually wants to be a transgender woman is he attracted to women? It's like because their sexual attraction and your gender identity are two, two completely different, different things. things. Now, there is a known fact that when you start taking hormones, it drives you to the other sex. So if you happen to be a uh, straight person, Mm -hmm. you you know, only being with women, you'll then start liking males. Okay. But what that, okay, so if you then transgender, you know, or transitioning into a female, you're then classified as still a straight transgender female because you're having sex... With men. With men. Right. Okay, so cis women, cis straight women Mm -hmm. have sex with men. Men and cis trans trans women. women. And for the listeners, a cis trans woman is a trans woman who wants people to see them as female. There's no confusion. Is that correct? there's There's no confusion, but it's not... They want people to say, yeah, well, well yeah. How do I word that better? You tell me because this is about education. Like how um, would you – how do you want you're, – you're a cis trans woman. Yeah. How do you want people to see you just as a woman? Just as a woman. Yeah. Just as a woman. Yeah. Yeah. This, the whole political correctness yes. has just gone berserk. Yeah. yeah. I so agree. It's so confusing it's for me. It's so confusing. It's kind of like – Okay, so we got rid of well, the the Americans got rid of recently Trump. <laughs> well, okay. not yet. Yeah, well, not yet. <laughs> he, he's refusing to leave. He's holding on. He's holding on. He's holding on. But what he was doing, you know, with denouncing the rights of transgender people. Is absolutely disgusting. Well, it shouldn't be denouncing the rights yeah. of any people. Any, any, any person, any person whatsoever. No, but you know, back to that, the political correctness is so difficult. You know, like I find this they and they're confusing. So, as a uh, health professional, yeah. we're supposed yeah. to ask when you meet someone for the first time, mm-hmm. what's your pronouns? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's fine yeah. if you're a trans person and you want to yeah. be a cis trans person. Then it's like she, whatever. Well, but mine. Uh, what are your pronouns? Uh, they and them. So that is so confusing yep. when you write a specialist referral, yeah. and yeah. Th- this is just you know semantics. Well, but yeah. imagine trying to write a letter in the, that. Yeah. Tense. It's In so confusing. <laughs> but you can actually structure it correctly. You you rightfully um, identify them. Firstly, you say a uh, trans female or trans uh, guy, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Then you go they them. Okay. That's how. Yeah. So you initially. Yeah. Identify. Yeah. And, and then, then it's they and them. They they and them. Yeah. So. You already have addressed that, if who you, the person that you're talking about. And why do you choose those pronouns instead of she? <laughs> I feel more comfortable. Okay. I feel more comfortable yeah. about it. Because I have thought about my pronouns mm. and is it she, whatever. Yeah. Um, no, I, f- I feel more comfortable. And when people get it wrong... 
Does that upset you or do you no. just feel like, oh, they got it wrong? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I'd say it's, it's a... Yeah, if they just get it, you know, they've gotten it wrong. I don't feel it's like it's a disrespecting thing. Because mm, I know yeah. I get it wrong, and I it's not certainly because I want to. You're not being it's deliberate. Just, it's just it's yeah. a mistake. It's, it's a, a mistake. it's trying to unlearn a, a habit. So this is another question. It's like so that community mm-hmm. is the queer community, isn't it's, it? Yeah. And so is queer an offensive term? Because I hear a lot of my patients refer to themselves by choice as queer, but yeah. then it seems that's an offensive term to other people. Yeah, that's I. So that's confusing. I never liked that. Yeah. I never liked the word queer. But I wonder if that's because that's our age group. Like we're both 50. Yeah. You know, you know we're, we're middle-aged yeah. and so yeah. queer was a derogatory term it when was. we were teenager. But the yeah. young people now, young queer people now, seems they, to really they, embrace they, yeah, that word. because they, yeah, okay, so they did a protest in, in front of um, uh, Perth, Perth Council Chambers and their chant was... We're queer, we're here, <laughs> and yeah. So, and that, they were really... And that was it, and that's what that was. And it it wasn't plastered over television. Mm. News wasn't um, plastering it. And, yeah, so the young young people, young generation, to them, queer is fine because... Mm. So I think for the rest of us... Rest not, of us. We just need to actually ask people, I think, to, and yeah, say, what do you want us to... What do you want to be referred yeah, to? Yeah. Now, before we wrap up, let's get back to the exciting bit that they're all waiting to answer, which is the bits. Are they going or are they staying? <laughs> the bits are going. <laughs> the bits going. are going. The bits are going. And where do you go to get that Okay, done? so I'm going to be going over to Spain... Um, to a place called Marabella, which is for my FFS. Now, FFS is Feminization Facial Surgery. Or Okay, so um, now... Are you excited? Yes. Yeah, so I'm having my... I'm uh, having my um, – so it's with the facial team, okay? So I'm having – it's a, a, an organisation called the facial team and I'm having my um, Skype consultation on the 23rd of November, so next Monday, um, because I tried to come over to Australia and have face-to-face consultations. Now, because of COVID, they were not allowed. So – Yep, I've organised to have have um, uh, my uh, consultation by Skype. And what are they? They're going to do jaw change. They're going to, well. Okay, so my features are soft. Yeah, you don't and have very masculine features have, at all. I don't have masculine features. I'm very, um, I'm very lucky in that aspect. I'm, I'm only. Five seven or one hundred and seventy centimeters tall. My feet are small. Um, hands are small. Hands are small. It's small. Naomi has skin that you know the average fifty year old woman would wish they had. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. So I've been I've been moisturising since I was fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have a craggy neck like most have, of us. No, None of that. I don't. I don't even have. You an don't Adam's even have an Adam's apple, apple I don't do have an you? Adam's apple. No. 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 Um, now, so, 
but it's out of choice because I suffer. Uh, one of the things I do suffer is gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I wish to have a smaller nose. Yeah. Okay. So do I. So, <laughs> so um, yeah. Now, facial team are absolutely amazing. Their their results, their dramatic results, are just like, oh my god. Well, you showed me that picture I of that you beautiful yeah. Spanish girl. No, she's English. Oh, is she English? She's English. But she looked Charlotte. Spanish, didn't she? she? Yeah, and yeah. she like it, they showed me the picture before, before and after, and, and it after. basically just looked like brother and sister, but it was yeah. the same person. Exactly. exactly. It was amazing. Made dramatic changes. Um, and really quite subtle. Like subtle. it was really just like maybe a cheekbone lift yeah, and a jaw change. Cheekbone, and then they'll take they take slivers out of it out of a jaw, mm-hmm. and um, lift your cheekbones and um, do your eyebrow, like shave them down if, mm. if, if required. Yeah, and so you won't need that. I don't. Yeah. No, because some men have quite prominent eyebrow, prominent eyebrow bones, yeah. but you don't need any uh, of that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And there's a famous. English um, YouTuber, mm-hmm. um, Charlie. Oh God! Um, English YouTuber. English YouTuber, uh, Charlie Martin. Mm-hmm. She is a race car driver. Right. And she has become the first transgender female to complete. Um, uh, oh, what's that? Twenty-four hours. Don't know. Oh, I forgot. Twenty-four hour race. Twenty. 20 to anyone 20, who knows, bring <laughs> in and tell hour, us one day. The twenty-four hour race. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So Charlie, yeah, she had her facial feminization surgery with facial team. Oh, with the same people. So we can people. check her out online. You can check her out. So if anybody, I'm going to put in the show notes. Yeah. So I'll put a link to Charlie Martin's Charlie Martin. photo, so you can yeah. have a look what these you people do. Yeah. Now, we're going to get to the nuts and bolts because oh, we bolts. always talk about nuts and bolts on the nuts on bolts. the penis project. Okay, so, yep, now in Canberra, I'm going to be going to Canberra. There's a, a urologist over there who uh, performs the uh, PPV surgery, which is the perineal... Can't pronounce the word perineal, perineal pull through vaginoplasticity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Vaginoplasty. Yeah. That's yep. it. They so are tricky it. ones. Yeah. Okay. So now, what that means? So he has. This is that, that is a procedure which was actually developed in Bangkok. Yes, I have seen the you, the saying, outcome of saying, the Bangkok surgeon, yeah. and they are amazing. Amazing, yeah. You'd offer a, a pap, pap smear. smear. Yeah. Yep. If I didn't know better, I would have offered this young lady a pap smear. Yep. She had the most beautiful yep. vaginoplasty. Um, and so this doctor, less experience, same quality results. Fantastic. So therefore, we can have it in Australia. Yeah. Now, this person had only done this procedure two weeks ago. I follow a ah. particular Facebook um, yep. group, which is private. And, yeah. Uh, now, so, yeah, the surgery was done two weeks ago. The person's now got 22 patients waiting. Wow. Because, yeah, but there's because so many that. people. There's so many people and they're just fully booked. I've 
myself have put my hand up. And so when are you going? Hopefully in July. So hopefully in June, I'll, I'll be able to go to Marabella to have my facial feminization and then go straight to, once I calm down and all that, go to uh, Canberra mm -hmm. to have Snip Snip. Snip Snip. And snip, so snip. Uh, do you think you'll miss your penis? Not really, no. Well, it's gotten me into that much trouble. Because <laughs> I have complete penis envy. <laughs> I've just always wanted to be able to pee in a Coke bottle whilst driving on long trips. Yeah, so... that's, that, that part I might miss. <laughs> There's bits that are useful, I'm There's sure. There's bits, bits are useful. And I used to live in a very far away uh, township and, yeah, I used to do that driving at home. <laughs> But I didn't throw it out the window. No, right? good. Yeah, so good. like what well people, it's like that's why there's all those bottles and it's kind of like, really? Yeah. Oh, God. No, no, you just screw the Coke bottle lid back yeah, on. If I had a penis, yeah. that's what I'd do. Um, And yeah, so it got me, it's, it's yeah. I've, but you're done with him. You I'm want done. Him, you I've, want I've, it to go. I want, I, it's gone. It's gone. I, um, I never wanted it to go because I still wanted to have, the feeling, that inner warm feeling of a female. Yeah, intercourse. Yeah, intercourse. so that's why I'm interested. If you're that's, attracted to women, I thought you yeah. might want to keep it. Well, no. 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 Well, okay, so it's, it may tucking too. Uh, it must be uncomfortable, actually. Well, no, it's, is no, it? no, no, no. Not uncomfortable. You can, you, no, you tuck and it's fine. Right. It's fine. Okay. Yep. But it's just having to tuck all the bloody time. Where do you tuck it? Up into your bum crack? <laughs> <laughs> no, because there's in in between your, in your groin, you yeah. can slide the testicles up in, inside. inside. Uh -huh. Okay. And then it the shaft of the penis then lays Ah, oh, flat between, on top. Flat, flat okay. on top. So right. it's one advantage of having your prostate removed. It probably all tucks back a bit easier. Tucks, tucks a bit. Well, yeah. And so, yeah, I, yeah, no, I've made the decision that um, no, I want it gone. Good, yeah, good on so. you. I'll be very. Can we get you back after all of this yes. to find out how that surgery went? Yes, because yeah. I, as as you know, I um, wish to become a prostate cancer ambassador ambassador i think it's so important i'm quite sure there yeah. is not one single transgender female ambassador out there so yeah. i think it would just no. be wonderful for you to yeah. do that it'd yeah. be so good and, and i and i'm just going to put yeah. at the bottom of the show notes i'll also put naomi's email address and if anybody would like to ask her more questions and we honestly do not want any trolls or anything horrible on there but if anyone has genuine questions about transitioning because they're interested from their own perspective, then you're welcoming those yes, kind of yes, things. Yeah. No, definitely. Please. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I fully appreciate what the Penis Project is, is trying to achieve in having their listeners understand who a transgender person is. Mm. Who who is the community, LBGT community, um, who, they stand, who they are, who they stand for. 
Well, you're just the same as the rest of us. We are. <laughs> we just are. Got all to... we all we want all we want to do is we just want to live. Mm. We're just like everybody else. Yeah. You know, you may think we're weird. You know, hey, you're weird too. We we're are very weird. weird. We all are weird. Yeah. In our own separate way. You know, it's um, but we choose to live our true life. Mm. We just want to be basically left alone. And the way I think is if you're born in with the gender that you identify with and you've got the bits that match, you're lucky, aren't you? Yeah, it's definitely. luck of the draw. It's a bit, <sighs> you know, it's luck of the draw. If I could... <laughs> there was a, there's a famous... There is a... Well, it's a... It is a, a to me, it's a famous quote. Um, people have said, if I could take a magic pill... To have my dysphoria go away, I'd take it. Of course you would. It's like I'm quite sure if you were a gay man, yep. and you thought it'd be so much life would be so much easier if you could marry a woman and have babies, yes, or, or a yes. lesbian woman. But you can't yes. help the way you, you are. You can't help. You can't help, and that's that is the true fact. People get oh no, if you got a penis, you go yeah, no. It's not. It's not about that. Mm. It's about what's inside of us. Yeah, it is, and it is with so many other things. And it's just for some reason, yeah. it's so much harder for people to accept accept it when exactly. it comes to gender and sexuality. Exactly. So, I yeah, I just want people to understand we're not out to harm people. You know, we're we're put in a Fishbowl and pointed at, and yeah, we're we're not weird. No, we're human beings. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, we have a right to live, also, and also peacefully, and to be respected for the peacefully choices we make. In, yeah. yeah. So, for all of you listening, I've absolutely loved having Naomi here today, and she, you know, her questions have she's answered the questions very honestly and openly, and I hope that. Some of you have, I hope you've all learnt a lot. I certainly have. And um, I will speak to Naomi again in a few months to like probably towards the end of next year after she's recovered from these surgeries and she's moved on a bit. And so by all means, if you have any questions you'd like me to ask Naomi down the track, you can email them to me at info at thepenisproject.org. Um, or as I say, I'll put Naomi's email in the show notes. But please be respectful in your questions. Um, thank you so much thank for coming. You. It's been just amazing. And as I say, I've learned so much and really appreciate it. No, thank you. Thank you very much, Melissa. Thank you very much. And um, if anyone's listening from the Prostate Cancer Association, we have a very willing, excited, intelligent ambassador here just waiting. <laughs> Thanks very much. Bye. Of warm afternoon. Dr Joe here. Thanks so much for listening and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. We aim to release one podcast per fortnight so please keep in touch so you know when new podcasts are being released. Also be sure to check out the show notes below so that we can all keep the conversation going. Women, just a mystery to me. my own now it fills me with pride to see him growing so fast into a man